0: Welcome back to another episode of Useless Degrees. I'm your host, Anthony Rastigou. And now that we're friends, you may call me Tony. Today, my guest is Sully O'Hara. Sully graduated from the University of Notre Dame with a degree in film, and now he works for HBO as a production assistant currently on the set of Succession season three. Along with working on a few other TV shows, Sully has produced many of his own short films over the years. And today we're gonna talk about film as a college major versus a film school or trade school and how to competitively work your way into a film career. Now let's get started. All right, thanks for being here today. Sully, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Really excited to talk and get to know everything about you.
1: Yeah, man. I'm excited too.
0: All right. So let's get right into it then. When you first got into Notre Dame, did you immediately choose film as a major or how did you go about that decision?
1: I knew that before I was applying to colleges, I knew that I was probably going to major in film. You know, I I grew up in Ohio, so that wasn't really a place where there's a lot of film or TV industry going on, but I always knew that it was something I was interested in and I wanted to study when I got to college. You know, when I was applying to colleges, I was looking specifically at film departments like the USC Film School in Columbia. When I visited Notre Dame, after I got admitted, I took a tour of the Performing Arts Center there and got to meet the head of the film department. It just seemed like a, a cool film department that was sort of up and coming compared to a lot of the more established schools like a USC or Columbia or NYU or UCLA. Or
0: and that's actually what I was just about to ask you, because when people think about entering the film industry, they'll go to either side of the country, whether that's California or New York, two of the biggest hubs for something like that. So what was it about the University of Notre Dame that stood out above those other schools?
1: Notre Dame had always been a place that was special to me because you know nobody in my family had gone there before but my both my parents grew up loving Notre Dame and my dad especially loved Notre Dame football you know he was I think 15 years old when they won the championship back in 1988 so he grew up as a big Notre Dame football fan and we would go up to uh, campus for our football games when I was younger every year so Notre Dame was always sort of my dream school but obviously when I was applying to colleges I was thinking a little more pragmatically about film as a major especially when I toured Notre Dame and visited and everything. I was just impressed with with how good the film department was, especially for being in northern Indiana, where there isn't much film or TV industry. Um, I was impressed with how well equipped they were. They have a lot of cool camera equipment. They have a lot of the new like Red Raven cameras and different lighting and sound equipment.
0: Well, it's great that you found your place and you fit right in. And now film is an interesting thing to major in because the way universities in particular handle it can encompass a variety of things, whether that's relevant or irrelevant. There are numerous paths that you can go down within film, and that could be either production or writing or promotions, you know, the business side of film. So what area were you intending to fit in with?
1: So I always kind of knew that screenwriting, like writing for film or TV, was the main thing that I wanted to do. But I also knew that going into college, I had the awareness to know that I really didn't know that much about film as a whole, other than loving to go and watch movies. So I was pretty open to everything from writing, producing directing, editing, everything about the whole process from start to finish, I just wanted to learn as much as I could. And so were you I, met yeah. with
0: immediate support from friends and family? Because when I think about someone entering a university intending to study film, there could be a sense of backlash and more open-ended questions as to what that person intends on doing with a film degree, because it's not something that is immediately looked at as a stellar thing to acquire and really put yourself out there. Also, a very competitive field and very narrow narrowed and and high in demand when it comes to the connections as well. So what were the reactions from friends and family when you got into the University of Notre Dame and you said, you know what, I want to major in film?
1: Oh yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who viewing from the outside in. It's the whole Hollywood thing and celebrities and all that kind of stuff. It can definitely seem as sort of a pipe dream. Thankfully, all my all my family and close friends, starting from my immediate family and then family and high school friends and then college friends as I got to Notre Dame, they were all very supportive of it. I think it it just comes down to something that you really want to do, and I think people could tell that it was something that I was really passionate about. They could tell that it was something worth pursuing because I did have a very strong interest in it. And it was always something I wanted to do.
0: And while you mentioned that you always had a passion for it, where do you think that passion came from? You know, aside from your father yelling at the TV at Notre Dame football, were there <laughs> movies that he showed you growing up that really stuck with you over the years? Or what was it about film that really gripped you at any point in your life?
1: I mean, obviously, with a dad who's a Notre Dame fan, I watched Rudy more times than I could count before I could even remember it. But yeah, I think it was just one of those things that almost before I could even think about what do I want to do, it was just something I was already passionate about because I just loved all of the movies and TV shows that I watched growing up. You know, I remember as a kid, I remember watching Titanic a bunch of times because that was my mom's favorite movie. I remember watching The Lion King a million times because that was one of my favorite movies. I remember watching Dress park because that was one of me and my brother's favorite movies and I think all of those experiences just kind of stuck with you know going to movie theaters especially like midnight releases for movies like Harry Potter and Star Wars growing up I think all of those experiences just kind of stuck with me and it was always something that really intrigued me and whenever a new movie was coming out it was always something I was really excited for and I just always kind of knew there was something I wanted to be a part of
0: and that's interesting that you mentioned all of those movies because my father also a huge fan of Notre Dame football my whole family are just diehard ND fans which is really funny so I also grew up watching movies like Rudy and my dad took me to the movies all the time and every time I'd watch the trailers I'd get more and more excited about that next movie you mentioned Jurassic Park too I mean anything Spielberg when I was growing up I was just so hooked on it really is the sense of adventure that really carries me through everything and really just makes me excited about watching more another one that really stuck with me was the Indiana Jones movies too I think that. just took me on an adventure that I just wasn't prepared for when I was that age. Something about film that can really catch you at a young age. And as time goes on, and you get more and more invested in it, it just sticks with you unlike anything else, man.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it's, you know, it's a a visual medium, so it, it can stick with you in that way. And then, you know, music has a lot to do with it. So the music, you played the music for Jurassic Park or Star Wars, or, you know, even something like Pirates of the Caribbean, anyone from our generation they would immediately recognize it so i think you know there's so many things about film that can captivate so many people whether it's the visuals or the music or the sort of sense of community you get from it from going to a theater and seeing a movie with you know 100 different people i think it can just really um put a grip on a lot of people
0: oh i agree 110 especially with the music in rudy which i think stuck with me since i was really young <laughs> especially during that training montage as well as the music very oh, yeah in i mean that that whole 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 movie has the soundtrack of a lifetime, man. I mean, you listen to it before a workout or something. It is, it is thrilling, man.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of those things like it's hard to describe the music from it, but if you heard it, you would recognize
0: Right on. And so when you got to Notre Dame in those first few classes, did the school tend to focus more on the theory and philosophy behind film or were they able to be a little more hands-on when it comes to teaching how to craft film per se?
1: So the first couple classes in the major are more based around the basics of film. And at Notre Dame, at least, you take two semesters entirely on the history of cinema around the world. It's called global cinema, which is really interesting. It's a lot of things that you don't really, you wouldn't really know if if you didn't study it, how film first came about and, you know, all the way back in the late 1800s when the first moving pictures, at least as they called them back then, first came out. You know, it's changed a lot since then, and especially in the last couple of decades yeah it's definitely a, a lot of interesting stuff you don't learn too much about actual production side it's a lot of history and theory around film and learning more of the basics on the production side and music and cinematography and but you don't really dig into that kind of stuff until maybe your junior or senior year
0: Right. And it seems like the university's curriculum focuses on how to really apply creativity in a form that can resonate with people using examples from all sorts of classic films. Probably Citizen Kane was brought up numerous times, I'd imagine. Did Notre Dame really open your eyes to the art of film and how you were able to realize that it's truly something special in our culture? Definitely.
1: Definitely. I mean, there's, I hate to say it, but there's still so many movies that are considered classics that honestly I still haven't watched, but I got to watch a lot of them. In my first semester at Notre Dame, taking the classes called Basics of Film and TV. And in that class, we watched a different movie every week, sort of formed the basis for what we would talk about that week. So we got, got to watch a lot of classic movies and then built up into more recent movies. One of the first movies we watched was Casablanca, which was one of the classics that I hadn't seen before, which I really enjoyed. And we watched some other classics like Hitchcock's Rear Window. And then we sort of moved into the more recent movies with like Django Unchained and The Dark Knight, Mad Max Fury Road. So it was it was pretty interesting watching the history of film sort of evolve in a period of a couple months, one semester.
0: Right, and it's really cool seeing how everything was able to evolve. I mean, you mentioned from Casablanca to Mad Max Fury Road, which the contrast between that, seeing how far we've come when it comes to entertainment is something that is truly beyond me. I mean, that is just mind-blowing how people can really put something like that together. Let's talk a little bit about the films that... That you've been a part of over the years. So walk me through what you have learned and how you were able to apply all the theories that you learned in class and how you were actually able to put it toward developing a film.
1: During my junior year, I got to take a couple different film production classes where we made some of our own short films, starting from a 30-second short film with no dialogue. We made a couple of films that were maybe three or four minutes. And then the next semester, I took a more advanced production class where we dedicated the entire semester to making one short film that was maybe eight to ten minutes long. And just being a part of the production process and definitely being at the front of it as writing and directing it on your own, you definitely get a lot more of a feel of how much of you it, it really takes to make your own film. And obviously, I haven't made a film that was an hour and a half or two hours, which I can imagine take even more out of you. But even making something that's four minutes long, you really sort of realize just how much time and dedication it takes and it always takes a lot longer than you think it will which was one of the things that I learned right off the bat. It's just one of those mediums I think any art form or really any endeavor you sort of have to stumble your way through it at first and make those mistakes that everyone makes. You know, even if someone tells you beforehand that it's a mistake you're going to make you kind of have to make it on your own before you can recognize and appreciate it and learn from that and keep growing.
0: And you were so spot on when it comes to the process process behind that because it is a miracle that movies are made in the first place. If you really think about it from start to finish, someone has an idea for a movie, they write it out in a screenplay, and then just getting it through numerous pitch meetings to really find people to get it off the ground and running and then everything from the day to day you know maintaining like a crew you keeping everybody on the same page feeding the crew like all of it it's just very meticulous work and it's such a long process and i know that you could go on imdb trivia pages and they'll say the shooting days was just 27 days you know at first glance it doesn't seem like all that compelling but you know that's split up over a matter of years perhaps so it really is fascinating seeing the whole process from start to finish and now when it comes to careers in film specifically And with you landing that first gig, it really seems to come down to who you know in the industry. So tell us how you landed that job with HBO.
1: Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right that it comes down a lot to who you know. With this job, Succession, I actually initially heard about it from a friend of a friend. So it was a friend who I had met at Notre Dame in one of my film classes who lives out here in New York and works in in the TV industry. We had been friends in that class. We had kept in touch and I met up with him when I first moved out here at the beginning of this year and sort of talked with him about what my goals were and why I moved out here. And he had gotten me in touch with some of his friends who he had gone to Syracuse for a master's. He's a, a year older than me, so he had graduated year before me and then done a one-year master's degree at Syracuse, he'd gotten me in touch with a couple of his friends from there, and one of those friends was the one who told me about this job. It was actually one of those friends, the one who told me about the job, got me in touch with another of their friends from Syracuse who was working on Succession, who had been a couple months ago when they were still prepping everything. It's definitely uh, it was sort of a long chain of connections, but that's sort of the way you have to go about it, is just meeting as many people as you can and just being willing to learn and absorb as much information as you can from the people you meet
0: and so what are you doing on the set of uh six Session, season three so you're a production assistant and what does that entail what does the day-to-day look like for you
1: So production assistant is sort of the umbrella term for an entry-level job on a film set. You know, and it it can vary a lot based on how much experience you have, what production you're working on, you know, if it's a big HBO show like Succession or indie movie, it can vary a lot. You know, it usually just sort of means you're kind of doing any task on set that's not assigned to any one person, like the director producer or script supervisor or or cinematographer or anything like that. You're sort of just day-to-day doing really just whatever needs to be done on set. And I work specifically right now in the COVID compliance department, which is obviously a very new thing for film productions. You know, this is one of the first big productions in New York City since COVID broke out at the beginning of the year. So our main focus is basically just making sure, well, our number one focus is making sure that obviously COVID doesn't break out on the set. A lot of social distancing, you know, making sure when people come onto the set, they haven't had any symptoms, they haven't been traveling out of state, they haven't been in contact with anyone who has COVID. Making sure all the sets are built in a way that the actors are able to keep a certain distance apart when they're able to, and if not making sure that none of the directors or anything like that are are too close to them and providing as much supplies as we can to keep everything sanitary and keep everyone masked up, and we have some of those face shields and plenty of hand sanitizer and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, so I can't imagine how intense those. it must be to really shoot <laughs> a very big budget show in the midst of a pandemic in one of the cities that is facing quite the catastrophe <laughs> when it comes to a COVID <laughs> lockdown too. So that experience has probably altered completely. Tell me a little bit of what it's like. Uh, have you had any interactions with any of the actors? I mean, you're you're on the same set as as legends like Brian Cox and uh, alongside Kieran Culkin, Michael McFadden, like all these really 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 great Emmy nominated people what's that all about
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. In my, my first week, we have like a test site set up in the studio lot where we have a couple trailers where the source from the outside that does all the COVID tests and make sure that everyone's on their schedule. And depending on like the actors, they have to get tested, you know, at least three times a week or even every day, depending on how often they're going to be on the set. And when one of my first couple of days, I actually met a couple of the actors on the main cast just as they were coming on the set to, get tested for COVID and it's kind of crazy. You know, you see these people coming into set, but then they're wearing masks and you gotta stay six feet away from them. It really just goes to show that, you know, everyone's necessary to get the job done on even the big of a show of succession. One little person getting COVID could mess up the whole thing.
0: So then without giving away too much information about the show <laughs> and where it could go, would you say that it is on to be a pretty epic season three, would you say?
1: I'd like to think so. As a fan of the show myself, I've trying to avoid as many spoilers as i can but i had been able to talk to a couple of producers and they definitely seem to have high hopes for it obviously season one was very well received and season two was got even more acclaim and won a couple Emmys and a couple other nominations. I think they're trying to go even bigger than that for season three. They don't plan on letting COVID stop them from reaching that.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. And I would already say that it's probably the best show on TV, at least in my opinion. When it first came out, I was so hooked every single week. It was essentially like Game of Thrones. You know, it came out at the right time, especially with season two when you had everything on HBO like Watchmen, Euphoria. You just had so many great, great stuff to interact with and just check out every single week it was and succession is one of my favorite shows because i want to say it really is the characters that really bring that show to life it is the interactions it is the the very witty writing i would say the actors are just phenomenal jeremy strong i forgot to mention him earlier i mean all of those people are just on top of their game that is why like i hope they don't keep us waiting any longer than they already are with season 3 mm-hmm. because this is something that i am way too stoked to see man
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's one of the things that makes the show so great is that you know everyone who's a part of it is very passionate about it, is very dedicated to it, and very accepting of all the different precautions we've had to take. And some actual filming just started last week, but there's been a lot of prep going on, and obviously actors coming in for wardrobe and hair and makeup. Everyone who's been a part of the production has been getting tested at least once per week, if not more than that. And so far, there's been zero positive COVID tests out of thousands that have been administered so far amongst everyone who's been a part of it. I think that just really goes to show how how dedicated everyone is. The hours are, are very long. That's just sort of a film and TV industry things is that the hours are very long. So far, it's been pretty much all 12 hour days with a 12 hour turnaround starting the next day. That's pretty typical for film or TV productions. Some even go longer than that, even though they're legally not necessarily supposed to. But you hear about a lot of film and TV productions doing 14 or 16 hour days.
0: Well, it's good that they're keeping you busy and they're giving you stuff to do. And it seems that your job in the COVID department is something that is absolutely necessary when really progressing the show forward.
1: There's never a, a shortage of things to do. That's for sure. A film or TV production on its own has a million different things that need to be taken care of. You know, watching a movie or TV show, you might not think about all the things that go behind it, but so many different preparations and especially if you're filming on a a location or even if you're filming a studio set or something like that, there's so many different things that go into it.
0: So then let's actually go back to your experience at Notre Dame. So as a student, did you prioritize networking with industry professionals? Like, were you able to really get a chance to meet people that were working within the industry to some extent and have a really good resume under their belt and they're able to really get you a job because of that connection? Or were you more so concentrated on creating the best pieces of film for a reel, let's say, and just doing the best you could possibly do with that?
1: During my, I'd say during the majority of my freshman, sophomore, and junior years, I was mostly focused on just doing the best I could in my classes. And then once I got into the couple of production classes that I took, you know, making short films I made in those classes as good as I can make them. And then when my senior year rolled around and I was applying to jobs, I realized just how hard it is to find even an entry-level job in the industry. I realized the value of networking and knowing as many people as you can, You really can't know too many people in the industry. So yeah, I just sort of, not that I didn't prioritize the classes I was taking, but I sort of shifted my top priority to reaching out to alumni from Notre Dame who were working in the industry, whether it was in New York or Los Angeles or Chicago or Texas, just meeting as many people as I could and just when they were a senior in college or just graduating, or you can't know too many people and you can't absorb too much information from the people who established themselves in the industry, no matter what they're doing there.
0: Where do you see yourself ending up and what would you like to do within the industry?
1: So, like I said before, my main aspiration is to be a screenwriter, whether it is for movies or scripted TV shows or ideally both even when I was in college I had I wanted to learn as much as I could about every single aspect of the production process from pre-production to production to post-production I would still say that's the case you know if I could get a job editing a tv show or movie or developing a tv show or movie I would take it in a second you know I really just want to learn as much as I can and yeah it's just one of those things that's It's so fascinating that when you learn just how much goes into it.
0: Well, with that mindset, it definitely seems like you're on your way to success. So I'm really excited (laughs) to see what you do in the future. And then I was going to ask, what are your thoughts on film school as opposed to acquiring a film degree from a university?
1: I mean, I can't say too much about the actual film school route because I went to a university and studied film as a major instead of going to a school that was designated as a film school. But from what I know and what I've heard from people I've talked to in the industry, um, It definitely seems like film schools are, you know, obviously it's a lot more of a laser focus in learning the production process and stuff like that right off the bat. Whereas, you know, I wasn't taking production classes at Notre Dame until my junior year. And if you're going to a designated film school, you're going to be learning that kind of stuff right off the bat. But I also think it's good to learn other things and learn. I, I majored in economics in Notre Dame as a double major, and I think that helped with sort of learning the business side of the film industry, which come to learn is almost as important as the production process itself. Nobody's going to make a movie or a TV show that's not going to make money. You know, learning as much as you can just about whether it be business or economics or philosophy or something psychology or history, or it's all applicable to film or or any art form.
0: Right, you are. And so what is your piece of advice that you would love to give people to those students that are passionate about film, they want to take it a step further, and they step onto a college campus and declare it as their major? What is your piece of advice for them?
1: Every day, think to yourself, is this something I really want to do? You know, is this, is this, you know, is this my main passion in my life? Is this something I can see myself working 12 hour days or even longer and waiting a couple months after you graduate, to find a job that sticks, being willing to go from production to production and, but if it is something you're really passionate about and, and you can't imagine doing anything else, then you should absolutely go for it because you only get one chance to do what, what you really love and film or TV or theater or writing or producing, directing, editing. If it's what you really love, and you, you should go for it because why not?
0: And you also studied economics as well. Now, do you think that if someone is a film major... Do you think it's absolutely necessary that they double major in something that seems more of like uh, an encompassing field of knowledge when it comes to the business side of something or even a minor? Do you think it's absolutely necessary that somebody at least gets some sort of accreditation for something like that along with their film degree?
1: No, I I definitely wouldn't say it's necessary, but I would definitely say that it can't hurt to know things outside of film. You know, as much as you want to learn and grow as much as you can in the field that you're specializing in, you never want to be sort of nearsighted in the things that you're not studying or that you're not planning on going into as a career because everything is sort of interconnected and like i said the business side of film is a huge thing, especially now, you know, when you have movies making a couple billion dollars, it's hard to, you know, even if you've written the best movie ever written, if it's not going to make more than a thousand dollars, nobody's going to produce it. So you sort of have to know as much as you can about business, human nature in general, or everything is sort of connected in any art form. It can't hurt to know more about other fields.
0: You're absolutely right. And going back to your passion with the field in general general. Do you have high hopes for someday winning that best screenplay Oscar?
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's been the dream for a while. You know, I don't want to say that I ever will, but I would also be lying to say that that's not my ultimate goal. And that's not what I'm dreaming about. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's one of those things that's that's out of your hands. So you kind of have to, as much as you can dream about it or daydream about it, you sort of have to, on a daily basis, recalibrate yourself and think, I have to focus on the things that I have control over and write the best movie you can or help the, the production that you're working on at that time be the best that they can and sort of let everything fall into place. You have, you can do a lot and there's a lot that you can't do. You have to be very aware of both and do as much as you can. And at the same time, be conscientious about the things that you can't control and just hope that they fall in place.
0: Absolutely. And I sure hope that one day that gold statue ends up being within your hands. So that'd be wonderful. (laughs) I sure hope to, I would love to see that happen, man. I think that'd be unreal. (laughs) And so to close out the podcast, I will leave you with perhaps the question that's been lingering in my mind throughout this entire episode probably could be the most difficult question. It could also be the easiest question as well. What is your favorite film of all time?
1: Oh, man, that's... uh... I've uh, I been asked that a good amount, you know, especially when I first tell people that, you know, I was majoring in film or I wanted to major in film or graduated and had a degree in film, you know, that's a big question. And it's hard to answer because when you name one, there's a million others that you're leaving out. The one that I've watched the most in my life is uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm a big fan of that movie it's so funny it's so quotable especially the aspiring writer you look at that screenplay and there's a million different things that you can quote from that movie everything you write should move the story forward and then you watch a movie like that and it's three hours long when really it could be two hours long if, the, if they cut a lot of the stuff that's in there but it wouldn't be as great of a movie as it was if it didn't have that extra hour of stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be in there but it, it makes it that great of a movie so that's definitely one of my favorites and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention stuff like The Empire Strikes Back, Indiana Jones, like you mentioned before, is a great one, Jurassic Park. There's a million different movies that I'm blanking on right now, but- You're um, right, there's
0: a million movies out there and there's so many (laughs) that you could just really tie down to being the definitive favorite. But you do bring up a good point when it comes to Wolf of Wall Street, because that is a movie that has really gripped audiences, really been integrated into our culture for a plethora of reasons, whether that's the very short McConaughey (laughs) chest bumping scene or whether that's- the multiple speeches that leo gives throughout the movie all of these lines that you mentioned so quotable i mean it is a movie that will stand the test of time in terms of you know how much ass a movie could kick altogether
1: (laughs) absolutely movie that came out in 2013 that was about stuff that happened in the 90s but then you can compare it to other movies that Martin Scorsese made back in the 70s or 80s and I think it just goes to show how much each new movie that comes out builds on all the movies that came out before it definitely
0: in my top three favorite directors of all time up with Fincher and Ridley Scott for sure and you can really tell how far he's come with his career you look back at Mean Streets or Raging Bull or something and then seeing what he's doing right now with all of the Leo DiCaprio movies that he's released I mean the guy is just a master at his at his own craft I mean it is something that he will be remembered for generations to come. I mean, he's made truly some of the greatest works of art I've ever seen.
1: Absolutely. As someone who has aspired to be in that industry my whole life you look to guys like Scorsese or Tarantino or Spielberg like you mentioned before there's so many different people been able to take inspiration from what's came before but still carve their own path and make something new that people love I I mean I just I just aspire to learn from those who came before me as much as I can and try to make something that honors what's been made before and all the, all the movies and TV shows that I've loved from when I was three years old till now and just take what I can from those, but put my own spin on it and create something special.
0: Right on, man. And that is all the time that I have for you today. So thank you so much for being here with me today. So where can people go to find more of your work or learn more about you?
1: So I have a YouTube channel, Sully O'Hara, um, and that just has the short films that I made back in school. But um, if you want to watch something I'm currently a part of, then obviously get an HBO subscription if you haven't already and watch Succession Season 3 when it comes out next year. When you go uh, to see a movie and you watch the credit, you know, they go on for 10 or 15 minutes now and they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of different names. So I think that's something that films so special is that it's never just one person. It's a whole Team of people that, that come together and, and make it happen.
0: Well, I'm very excited about the one day where I'll be able to watch a movie. And then once the credits roll, it says written by Sullivan O'Hara. So I'm excited <laughs> to see that day for sure. <laughs> Thanks again so much for being on the show today, Sully. Best of luck to you in the future.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome.
0: My guest today was Sully O'Hara. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and subscribe and share these episodes with your friends and family. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram, useless.degrees as well as follow us on Twitter at uselessdegrees underscore and go like our Facebook page, Useless Degrees. Thank you so much again for listening and I look forward to entertaining you all on the next episode.